welcome back to another episode of the Juice for Geek Podcast. This is your host, Charlie Radio Williams. And this is Sean Luke. Welcome back, welcome, welcome back to another, another episode of the Juice for Geek Podcast. Round two. White. And I'm What do you love that? Why, why, is it, why is it every time we record, your face is down in your phone? Because I'm looking for the damn timer. This is my biggest pet peeve with you. All right, biggest pet I'm looking peeve. For my fun- I'm looking for the timer right now. Give this, me a second. This makes me hate you, and it's disturbing. I don't even know if I can take you serious, let alone that shirt that you're wearing. Okay, you show love to this beautiful Decepticon right here. What's his name? Okay. In honor of Megatron. What, what's Dick. his name? What's his name? You don't even know his name. Really? What's his name? Soundwave. Okay. Name two of his cassettes. Laserbeak and... Oh, shit. Wait. Hold on. Laserbeak and... Ah, oh, damn. What the hell is the... Ah, oh, I hate you. Yeah. You could have went with Rumble. You could have went with Ravage. All right. Oh, that was the fucking name. Thank you. You could have went with Frenzy. You're not a real Transformers buff. Take that why damn shirt off. Like this? First of all, why are you coming at me like this? Because I don't like Transformer posers, all right? Okay, you... First of all, I'm not a poser. Don't play yourself. You... Uh, second of all, you can love Transformers and not know everything about it. Okay, no, you're not a fan- when I'm, not it... a I'm not a fanatic like you. When it comes okay? to you, you're a poser. I know you're a poser. You smell and look like a poser. The Geektopians all know you're a poser. All right, are you even a geek? Wow, really? Are you? Really? You know, we had this conversation before. Did Apparently, we? you like to come at me because I actually watch sports. Therefore, that doesn't make me a geek, which is very insulting. You watch wrestling, one. No, 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 no. I watch... Re- you watch wrestling. Sorry, <laughs> Sorry my, cat's, my cat's playing with something. Um, and with yeah. that being said, ladies and gentlemen, before we get any further in this deep rant of ours, uh, I'm Charlie Radio Williams. And this is Sean Luke. And welcome to another episode of the G for Geek. The, 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 la, la, la. Welcome, no, 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 no. welcome to another episode of the G's for Geek podcast. Uh, this is a shoot to shit show with two to three geeks that uh, we just shoot to shit. Uh, we talk about our own personal lives. We talk about geek culture. We talk about things that we enjoy, things that we don't like, like me not liking Sean Luke and him being a poser with that shirt on. Um, yeah. Yeah. Or the fact that you're a hipster geek that doesn't like anything mainstream anymore you know whoa like star wars you know you're so over star wars and stuff like that first of all i love star wars now i found a new reason to love star wars now mandalorian no what no my new reason for loving star wars is knowing that george lucas is upset at the turnout of the last movie i mean he joins the list of thousands upon thousands of people. No, but then I, like I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, care, I don't care about the audience. I don't care about the fans. I care that George Lucas is upset that Star Wars that he sold the rights to Disney that he could have filmed himself that he could have found a producer. He could have found the money. He could have found the budget to give us the story that he wanted. Is upset. Because something he gave up, forfeited, signed over, did not turn out the way he wanted it to be. Because of that, I will always be a fan of the last three shitty freaking movies. 
Call me petty. Say it's spiteful, but it's true. How are you upset at something you gave up on? Hmm? Because it was under the impression that the company that he sold it to would do it justice. Really? Yes. All right. So I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to clown on Disney. The Marvel. They did so well with Marvel, right? And they felt that you know what? It's the same franchise. It's a big franchise. It's a well-known franchise. Why not make that? work uh first of all there's a lot of equation there's a lot to that equation with the disney marvel partnership uh marvel comics has a big uh hand in that where there's a lot of direct references there's a um there's a lot of things that are being approved even if you look at uh the relationship between marvel and sony if you look at there are things that are being approved where in this situation with lucas arts and disney even Lucas wasn't even a, a real consultant during these three movies. So you're, you're, you know what? I'll give you that. I'll give you that. And let's let's look at the reality, right? And let's look at the fact that The Force Awakens was literally a new hope all over again. Mm-hmm. The Last Jedi pushed the boundaries of what Star Wars could be, and the fans hated it. And the la- the the uh, what the heck is that? Sh- uh, the Rise of Skywalker. That's the name of it. And thus is why I don't even think that we sh- they should even redo the last three movies. They should not re- treat the last three movies as if it's that Ghostbuster movie with um, Leslie Jones, right? They should not treat it like that. They should just let this play out. It will go down in history as, you know what? Lucas did this to himself. I was a proud fan of Lucas. He gave us... <laughs> Okay, you got to understand, like, Lucas may have done this to himself, but he's still a consultant on other things, which is why I will always say that the TV shows are going to be way better than the movies. Wait, hold up. But see, there you go. Switching things, switching the medium from movie to TV, right? What? TV has a... Think about it. TV has become a better platform right now for a lot of things going on. If you can get it right, and it's not TV, it's streaming. Let's get that correct. The budget on streaming is a little bit I different think, than it comes to TV. But I think even back then, when it was when it was on TV, like mm-hmm. the Clone Wars, the okay. Clone okay. Wars, Rebels, Resistance, hey, Resistance, Resistance. Well, once again, you're comparing live action to animation. Once again, with the animation, you're going to get a more in depth story. There's did, you really think about it. The Mandalorian was the first live action, like true live action, which story. which is really good, which is really good, but that's not what we're talking about here. What we're talking about here is what allowed for the Mandalorian to exist. What we're talking about here is what allowed for the animations to exist. We're talking about the movie franchise. All right. We're talking about when Star Wars originally came out. About George Lucas shooting himself in the foot with the prequels. Um, Even better. Because here it is, right? Any fan that chooses to go see the new Star Wars movie should just slap themselves. Because all you're doing is giving away your money. Right. This is you're giving your way your money to the same person that you believed in. This and I and we talked about this in past episodes, right? And you know how passionate about this. When he <laughs> sold the rights over to Disney, the creative rights over to Disney, right? Mm-hmm. And Disney said that everything that came before this is no longer canon. It spit in the face of all the writers, all the artists. Everybody who helped George Lucas along the way to build the franchise to what it is for the fans now so so hold up hold up so even with him signing over to disney with the expectation and him having little consult because if you remember in the very beginning when the first movie was being made under disney 
What was his comments to fans? I am done with the Star Wars franchise. I do not want to do this anymore. My story ended with the Skywalker franchise. Those are his words. And that's not me taking it out of context. So now all of a sudden you're like, hey, what happened to my vision? What happened to your vision is when you gave up on your vision and you sold it over to Disney. So now what you're asking fans is you're trying to play to the, oh, you know what? My fans really expect more and this is what they want from me. So now you want your fans to forgive you and give you the opportunity that you've had the past, what, six years, six, seven years in them making these feature films? Fuck out of here. Are you done? Yeah, I'm done. I don't disagree. Okay. I do feel that out of the three movies, I feel like The Last Jedi was more of what his vision could have been, right? Uh, in a continuation of his vision. Rise of Skywalker was literally Return of the Jedi, you know, because, and here's the other problem with this. You talk about George Lucas. Let's talk about the fans for a second. Okay, it was the fans that dictated the rise of Skywalker. And I will always say that they were so afraid of how The Last Jedi turned out. Okay, being such a departure from what they were used to in the movies that they got scared and started rebelling, literally rebelling against it to the point where they had to make a safe movie reflecting upon things that happened in the third movie of the franchise. So then let's talk about that for a minute. When it becomes the differences between a movie that is still within the creative flow of the director and the writer, the writers and the, the producing team versus when a movie becomes heavily influenced by fans. Here's a good example. Sonic. We saw the trailer for the Sonic when it came out and we were like, we will not have another video game movie disappoint us. You need mm -hmm. to change the animation. Right. To me, and I think that was great. I think that was a studio stepping back to listen and say, you know what? We don't want to get this wrong. We know video game movies have a big, uh, they can be a hit or miss if done mm -hmm. inappropriately, and, 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 you know, if not done right. Let's, you know, last, uh, was it uh, Double Dragon, Super Mario Brothers, Alone in the Dark, uh, Tomb Raider, Mortal Kombat 2. I'm going to put Mortal Kombat 2 on the list. I think Mortal Kombat 1 was great for what it was during the time that it came out. Street Fighter. All right. Street Fighter was semi-great for what it, would, what it was when it first came out. But You put Jean-Claude Van Damme as an American hero. And I have nothing on that. Um, <laughs> um, they had Raul Juliet play Bison. I mean, but you know what? That man hammed it up. You know? And that man gave great delivery for some of the best one-liners in video game movies. And, okay? I, and I'm always going to see the dad from the Adams Family dressed up as M. Okay. Bison. All right? That's, 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 that's fine. You understand? Listen, Gomez Adams will always have Gomez Morticia and the entire Adams Family. You know, we'll always have a place in, in my heart. In but my what, what we're talking about here is there's a difference between mm -hmm. fans getting involved and saying, hey, look, before you release this movie, we've seen most of it. There's there's something that, that's wrong with it. Mm -hmm. Even if you're trying to say that with the Star Wars franchise, that fans were in an uproar after the first movie came out, right? And the studio was trying to play it safe. That is a separate conversation. The, okay. the conversation at hand here is the fact that George Lucas 
has come out in the past months, post COVID at that, uh, mm-hmm. after the end of the last uh, of um, Rise of Skywalker, talking about his disappointments of the movie, and then saying, "Hey, I'm just going to do what I should have did from the start and give you the the universe and the storyline that I went to give you anyway." And realistically, he can't do that. But it because he, he can't. But if he does it, it's a slap in the face. It's a slap in the face to everybody who worked on the first on the last three movies in general. It's first of all, on top of it being a slap in the face to them, it's still a slap in the face to all the people who technically got discredited for building the for helping him build the universe. Yeah. So no that's, that's why I'm so happy that <clears throat> the Mandalorian became such a success. So because if not, then, then mind you, George Lucas was a consultant on that one. So imagine if that failed and George Lucas was talking all this stuff, right? And this would have just been like, well, look what you did there. Why would we believe that you can make something better now? Well, look, I like Rogue One. I okay. I like Solo, and I wish to see more of Solo. I I, I saw Solo for the first time very recently. Because I was very meh about the story itself. Because there was really no reason to have a Han Solo solo movie. Uh, it was more about the um, the the Millennium Falcon, uh, giving us the story behind that famous story, of um, you know. Yeah, I mean, they did a whole huge ass roundabout for it, and then you finally understand at the very end of the freaking movie. Uh, but, I um, I love I, I love Donald the Glover. I think Donald Glover did great as as Lando. Yeah, I think his emotions when um during the middle of the movie when he lost his co pilot, right? That emotion that he drew was just amazing. And but I don't feel like they should take away from that. I don't feel like I feel okay. So mm-hmm. we're talking about these as anthologies, right? If you really think about it, they're mm-hmm. Star Wars stories, mm-hmm. right? Rogue One, amazing to me. It was a good film. It is, you know, it literally is what it is. Like you said, for the Han Solo, it was just a little snippet that they turned into a two-hour movie. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Rogue One. You know, the little snippet that turned into a two-hour movie of how they got the plans for the Death Star. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? Two things that came out of it that were really awesome. One, the Darth Vader scene at the end of the film. Okay. Of Rogue One. That is by far some of the best, you know, some of the best cinematography as well as like the best filming and the best, you know. Oh, because it, it was a great tie into A New Hope. Yeah. Right. Great. It was just great. Yeah. Um, two, going into Solo, I like the fact that in their world, they actually did try to build. Mm-hmm. They tried to build a whole separate universe within the Star Wars universe that didn't tie into anything really. Well, right? I, like, I, I wouldn't say that because. They... I like, 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 for example, the crime syndicate. Okay. Right. That whole crime syndicate that um, Darth Maul leaked, right? That was pretty awesome. That's not something that you're going to see often. And that's fine Mm. because it's a universe. As a universe, you don't necessarily need to always go back to the same threads. Create something different. Create something new. You know, expand on it. Show us what this universe can really but look it, like. But it, it does do that because if you even if you look at how he meets Chewbacca, it talks about the Wookiees enslavement, which yeah. you like we've always known the Wookiees at some point because they helped the uh the resistance with the Jedi's um prior to Order uh sixty uh oh, see Order sixty six. Thank you. Um 
that the Wookiees are <laughs> that the Wookiees are have been enslaved. So there are a lot of things, and I think the problem with Solo is we're not getting a continuation to see how far it can go. Agreed, and then it does have to do with abysmal sales and the fact that you know it was very it was like one of the lower reviewed um, Star Wars films mm-hmm. in the entire franchise. You know what I feel like? I feel like asking asking for a solo movie. It's like fans asking for a Gambit movie, getting a Gambit movie, and then being like, oh, we didn't ask for this. Agreed. Agreed. But then this goes back to fandom. This goes back to what we talked about with fandom, right? And the fact that the fans, you know, yes, for things like Sonic and a bunch of other stuff where they actually did things for the better, there are also these fans that are so rabid about their childhood being ruined that they can't seem to grasp the, and yes, I'm being very cynical about mm-hmm. this, grasp the idea of change and differentiation when it comes to their movies. Okay. And it's weird because you go ahead and you argue about The Last Jedi and the fact that anybody could be a Jedi. No, that's not, no, 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 no. right? Meanwhile, you go with Mandalorian, right? And you see all these different facets of what's going on. And there's no, literally, like, there's no backlash to, certain aspects of that show that that like like for example right how the freak does moff gideon have the dark saber we don't know we don't know yet but we're going to get to those seasons we're going to get to those episodes like and then you know there's it's very little like the rage that this movie had and then of course when you get a movie that appeases the fans apparently too much right they rage over that like you cannot please. I hate to say it, but you just can't please Star well, Wars. Well, right? we 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 live in an era where people are confusing my safe space with you have to adhere to my safe space. You have to adhere to like, and what I mean by that is, it's one thing as a person to be like, you know what, this is what I like, I don't like. But then when you start infringing on somebody else's creativity and being like, hey, uh. Granted, I give you this money for to help build on your 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 enterprise and stuff like that. You know, I want to start making changes like I'm a board member. And I think that is a problem, right? Oh. Because when you get to a point where fans start dictating, and we talk about this with shipping, we talk about this with fan service. When you get to a point where fans start dictating the way a story should be, whether if that movie or that story sucks or it's the greatest story ever, when you get to a place where fans start dictating and their influences on the story um outweighs your own creativity as the creator then really why film it because it's not it's not really yours you're just bantering to the audience there's movies out there that i would love to have seen it ended a different way i would love it to be a little bit darker but you know what i'm not gonna uh write uh, or tweet or send emails or badger the creator and be like hey why didn't you do it this way because that was that oh, you, mean, you mean like harry potter fans Harry Potter fans are all right. I think they're true Harry Potter fans. And then there's just the fans who are like intensely upset and angry at J.K. Rowling. <laughs> I think like think about it. J.K. Rowling is another is an is another person. Gave us this great universe, right? Uh-huh. Um, you know, very detailed, very in-depth. And then you get to these other stories where uh, about you know the pre-stories, uh and all the fans are like, we're not into this like we were into your original stories. But this is the same creator. Right. Like, 
Is it, you, you now take that and apply it to Star Wars. It's the same thing, but the only difference is the only difference is the only difference here is J.K. did not when she got to um uh Fantastic uh Fantastic Beast. Uh huh. She didn't take herself out the picture. She didn't give it up to somebody else to film it. She didn't give it up to somebody else to write it. And yet she still screwed herself over because she was over here making some outlandish claims on her Twitter about certain characters. Listen, first of all, like, let's stop. Hold. All right. I get it. We want to hold the creator to like whatever they tell us about. What? Why? Tw- Twitter is. Oh, my God. Because the <laughs> like, I get it. The voice. And this is what I was telling you about, like me quitting social media. But now I'm technically yeah. back. But I get it. Like Twitter allows us to have a voice. Yeah. But something that I've I agree, I believe very early on, not everything we have to have an opinion on. We don't. The problem with uh, a platform like Facebook, social media, so forth and so forth, it's not that everybody has a voice. It's the amount of voices that's all speaking at the same time. Right. You can't decipher between who's saying something that you agree with, who's something like either you're in this camp, you're in that camp. It does let you get to see a perspective of things that are being said. But at the same time, not every voice that is speaking out is a valid opinion. How often do you see a tweet or do you see a comment where somebody is literally breaking down facts to something? And then aside to that is how often do you see somebody break down something that you're like, yo, this had nothing to do with the content that we're talking about? Agreed. Agreed. And then I can apply that to the, all the crap that's going on right now, but that's a whole other conversation. Yeah. Um, but I, okay. I get that. I do get it. I get it. I get it loud and clear. I'm happy. Like, Thank you. That's but, good. It, you know, like, here's my thing. My thing is, is like, yo, embrace the products. Don't be so mad because your child, you have to grow. You understand? You have to grow. The characters are growing, right? The story grows. That's the whole point of building your universe, building mm-hmm. a universe, you know, that we can enjoy. Like there are universes right now that we enjoy immensely. Star Trek, for example, right? Even though Star Trek, we know has had a bunch of stumbles, right? They're building their universe again. And it's becoming such a great, great viewing, even great reads with the comics and stuff, right? It's all becoming, you know, better because we're we as adults are growing with the series now yeah there are some people out there like my father who still want to cling on to the original tng style of 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 storytelling and science and things like that you know not you know and and i can understand his take on it but for me i don't mind having the combination of modern storytelling with classic ideologies mm. you know if you create and it, if it blends so well, that's why I like Picard so much, you know, because it had that modern storytelling with that blended, you know, classic ideologies like that last episode, you know, spoilers for anybody who hasn't seen it. It's, it's been where, out, it's been out for a year at this point. Uh, but the point is, like, without firing a single shot, like you had the Romulans and you had the, the Federation there. Right. Picard, you know, basically stopped an entire you know, war from starting. Uh-huh. Right. And, and you didn't even need to really fire a single shot. 
And that's the kind of ideology that Star Trek has. What can diplomacy, what can, you know, what can hope, what can things like that do in times of strife? You know, and he, he knew, we all knew that Picard was dying and things like that, right? But, you know, he still stepped up and he still, you know, helped, you know, solve and, you know, basically solve the issue, right? Yeah, yeah there are the, there's little caveats to that episode as well, but we're not going to get into that. But the point is, is that Picard is what we strive for when we're growing, in my mm. opinion. Uh, Star Trek Discovery. I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Hold on. First of all, I'm a, I'm a fan of Discovery. Uh, I'm a fan of Discovery's second season. I feel uh, like they stumbled a lot in the first. Um, I Well, I'll, I'll agree. I feel like they were trying to find their foothold. I think what ended up happening was... Once Captain Pike got introduced, that's when the show, that's the second half of season one. I think that's when mm -hmm. the show actually starts to turn and is writing. Um, but once again, during a show's first season, there's a lot that happens. And I think that we're getting to a point as fans that we're not, we're really not giving a show the benefit of the doubt because we come to, we come to encounter with shows that have failed us. I will give okay. you. I will give you a show. I don't know what our time is right now, but I will give you a show. Um, we got, we got like about five, six minutes. Um, do you remember a show that came on Sci-Fi called? Is it Resistance? Oh my God! Uh, me and my roommate, we were talking about this show and how like it was just, it was an epic fail. There were a lot of video game promotions for this. They created an MMO that was supposed to be in real time with the world and. Ah, oh, geez, why is it now the name does not come to me? It's not resistance. It's it takes place in like Seattle, Washington. Jericho? No, no, no. Jericho was oh. actually a good, good. So, you know, I'm I'm just going to skip this one. But uh, <laughs> the writing for it, it had a lot of potential, and it they dropped the ball. Mm -hmm. And we, I think that's what happens. Like when when we get a show, we're so. I, I want something more generic, like heroes. I was going to go with Heroes, but Heroes season one was great. Season yeah, but two, talking about, like dropping the ball. <laughs> but season two dropped the ball, and some. And if you're going to talk about Heroes, then you have to talk about Enterprise. And the reason why is Enterprise and Heroes season two were both affected by the writers' strike. That which is fine. That changed. Except that changed except how. That changed that shows went from filming. 24 episodes a season to about 12 to 16 episodes a season. Okay. And then Netflix just adopted that as their new strategy. Yeah. Um, so the difference between that, I would say between Heroes and Enterprise, is the fact that even with the writer's strike, Enterprise was still engaging even after the later seasons. Right? And to me, Enterprise was a great, I think it was a great show for what it was, you know, to highlight the history of Starfleet and everything like that. Mm -hmm. Yes, I understand the fan outrage that it was just a quote-unquote simulation, but whatever, right? Um, Heroes just kept going downhill, period. Even when the writer's strike ended, you go into season three, you go into, I think it was season four, I think, or something like that. When you go into the villain saga. All right, right? so... Heroes, so, so it, it kind of went all over the place. And then let's not even talk about Heroes Reborn. All right. First of all, Heroes Reborn doesn't exist. NBC dropped the ball on that one. Secondly, if you're going to talk about Heroes, let's talk about the two things that really ruined the show. One, 
changing the power set of Peter Petrelli. Mm-hmm. Once you change the power set of Peter Petrelli, even if you would have gave him something a little bit more realistic, I think they did this like power set where like instead of him being able to leech off of everyone's power, which made him like uber strong, they gave him like this one like he can do like one here, one there type. Um, one at a time type thing. Change like killing like that kind of killed the show. Focusing a little too much on hero killed the show. Um turning Skyler, Skyler, Skyler into a hero instead of like an anti-hero killed the show. So, but that came four seasons down the line, right? It, it came a little earlier than that. Uh, well, once again, uh, one of the things I mean, that the writer said about um, heroes was that they felt that they spent too much time on season two when it comes to hero's story, hero's love story. Right. Yes. So, and season three, they definitely try to come back, or the second half of season two, because what they did with Heroes was like season one is like broken up into two parts, and then yeah. season two is broken up into two parts. So, really, the second half of season two kind of gets a little bit better, and then you're in season three, and then it starts to go down. Um, right. And it's even murkier when you find out that the cheerleaders related, and it's just a whole lot. Correct. Now, Enterprise, on the other hand, and something that I've heard, I've heard you say it and for other people say, it, even if you find out that the end of Enterprise was a simulation with Riker, it's still a great story. Yeah. Um, because it was uh, literally Riker looking at the past to see to help him with the situation that he was in. Well, you got Section Thirteen mm-hmm. that that had a bigger role in. And Enterprise, uh, even though we got the we got introduced to Section Thirteen and Deep Space Nine, with um um O'Brien, uh, huh? Thank you, Section Thirty One. Yeah, I think it's Section Thirty One with O'Brien and um the Doctor. Bashir. Uh, Bashir was a he was the one that was uh basically uh equestered by them. He was like, "Yo, do you want to join?" Da, 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 da. Yeah. Plus, Keep you on. you also get the whole time dialogue, uh, at Enterprise as well. Uh, you yeah. you got the question of can human be can uh, uh space can what is it interspatial interspace erotica uh, can aliens oh, can <laughs> yeah can can aliens crossbreed yeah you know so a lot of I things mean, were answered yeah enterprise was a good show for what it was like I keep saying and the fan outrage of it being a, just a simulation to appease the TNG fans I. As understandable as it is, it's like, okay, that's not a big deal. I feel like that's a stretch, though. It was I don't feel like it was a big tease. But listen, here's and we saw this. You know, with, we, it's sort of like what they did with Sopranos. You know, at mm-hmm. the end of the Sopranos, they cut things midway. You understand? And then, you know, just left can't, everything. Can't compare the two because Sopranos actually had a fan base that was there from the beginning to the end. The problem with Enterprise is kind of the same problem with Voyager towards the end. Fans okay. started to leave and fans okay. stopped watching the show. The show actually got an ending where most shows don't get a, a good ending. Firefly. Um, the show actually got an ending. And then fans watched and was like, oh, this ending sucked. You know what? This show could have progressed no different than TNG, no different than Deep Space Nine, no different than Voyager. But because you gave up on the show, the show actually did the audience a favor and mm-hmm. wrapped it up and gave you an ending. It's not the ending you wanted, but had you stayed, there would have been more episodes. And I bet you I, that wouldn't have been the ending. 
And I think I think the endings that we've gotten so far, with the exception of like you said, Firefly and then the Serenity movie, um, Dollhouse. Yeah, I know. But on that note, uh, we talked a lot about TV shows. We yeah. haven't even talked about other stuff. Wow, we kind of went on a tangent. Like uh, we Sorry. had a whole ass topic to go over that we didn't even do. It, it always starts with Disney. <laughs> And it's going to start with Disney again later. Hey, Geektopians, just to recap this episode, uh, Charlie Radio Williams uh, enjoys the Star Wars franchise. And even though he thought he was giving up on it, he loves it even more knowing that George Lucas is upset at the problem that he created. Loves the series more. Just love it. I love it. If you disagree with me, Geektopians, go uh, reach out to Sean Lee. And there's a bunch of episodes out there right now that can literally say how much you did not like the Star Wars franchise at first. But now that you watch Mandalorian. And now, and now I love it. Mandalorian. I perspective. love it. Plus behind the scenes stuff. Looking at the behind the scenes stuff mm-hmm. made me appreciate the Mandalorian even better personally. I love it. I love it. All right. So on, no. <laughs> yeah. All right, Geektopians. We're at the end of this show. If you, uh, we talked a lot. We talked a lot today. We talked a lot about yeah. TV shows yeah. and, and franchises. Mm. You know, and yeah. then we'll, yeah. we'll just keep on going with it later. Uh, so before we head out of here, uh, once again, uh, if you're looking for Sketchfed Studios or Geektopian merch, you can hop over to our website, uh, SketchfedStudio.com, as well as uh, Sketchfed Sketchware at teespring.com we have about six shirts up before i said eight but it's about six shirts that are up um grab those if you're if you know want to support us keep us going um sean is working on more episodes of the geektopians from home so that's something that's going to be happening as well as sean what's going on on august 22nd i believe Mm -hmm. i'm looking for it right now and beyond con and beyond and beyond august 22nd Mm -hmm. Ah, let me tell you guys something, right? This podcast panel that we're going to be doing with Catch the Craze and Adrian Has Issues is going to be great. Mm. I don't care what anyone says. So you guys need to check out our podcast panel on August 22nd. Mm-hmm. You guys have to, mm-hmm. right? We're going to talk about the basics of podcasts. We're going to shoot the shit. We're going to, we're going to basically go out there and we're going to, we're going to represent G is for Geek, not only for ourselves, but for you guys, the fans. Mm-hmm. Oh, August 22nd mm-hmm. in Beyond Con going completely virtual. Mm-hmm. And let's not even talk about the fact that they're having a virtual cosplay contest. There's going to be other artists, other writers out there with panels and beautiful things to look at and see and enjoy. Check it out. April. I'm sorry. Woo. August 22nd. <laughs> April. August. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> All right. All right, Geetopians, and with that being said, I'm Charlie Radio Williams. And this is Sean Luke. And as always, uh, we are out of here. Stay geek. If the Sean Jesus doesn't like it. podcast with Charlie Radio Williams and Sean Luke is a presentation of Sketchfed Studios, produced by Charlie Williams and edited by Hannibal Darby. To find more episodes of the Geos for Geek podcast, make sure you check them out at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever else your podcast needs. If you need to hear Charlie Radio Williams and Sean Luke Shoot the Shit on any of your topics or questions, please send a tweet to the two geeks on Twitter, or you can send a message on Instagram for the Geektopians. For web series, podcasts, blogs, and more, please make sure to head over to sketchfedstudios.com. And as always, stay geeky, stay you.